Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show, coming at you from the bunker in Southern California. Sitting across from me, my co-host, my partner, is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, here with another fucking banger once again. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. Got a groovy mood going on. And on sound, old Blue Eyes himself. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Sean Lewis, certified audio professional. Engineer. Our trusty intern, Special K. What's yeah. up, Special K? Hello. Good week, Special K? Yes. Yeah. Good week. Ah, oh, man. This guy smiles, bro, and you can't help but get lit up. Derizzle. Yeah, the Rizzle. The Rizzle 28. 28. Yeah, 28. <laughs> the Rizzle. Dude, somebody cracked the code. Remember we were trying to figure out? What's the 28 for? Because there's 27 The Rizzles. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I just put the 28 just because. It's like COVID. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are All you, right. Are you 28 years old? I, no. Okay. Not yet. All right. All right. Hey, guys. Saturday afternoon and... You guys, listen, man, there's a handful of people that I have been reaching out to that I want to have on this show, man, that are, like, really, really important in my community, in my life, um, and people that I really, really find, uh, I want to hear their journey, man, hear their story, and gentlemen that's about to come on, I've watched peripherally over the last 25 years, I've kind of gotten to cross paths and work with them, it's some, some small degree on my end, but... You know, I've watched this gentleman establish himself in um, entertainment, bro, and uh, um, he's a brown brother, and um, he's just doing a lot of great things, man. I admire this guy. You know, it's been quite a journey. He comes from some places kind of like where me and my listeners come from, and uh, yeah, he's just done a lot of great things, man, and he's doing more and more, and uh, today I'd like to introduce our guest, Mr. Emilio Rivera, to the show. Emilio! What's up, Big Lux? Hey, man, finally get you on your show, man. So thank you for having me, brother. You know, brother, listening to some of the some of the war stories. On so, you know, it's, we're right in time, brother. You know what I'm saying? Different time now, but uh, we all been to the journey. You know what I'm saying, Carmel? Absolutely, brother. And I wanted to take a moment just because we didn't get to do it in person. Was obviously my my co-host, my partner for uh, 20 years almost, Chumahan. Uh, That's right. And this is my sound man, engineer, Sean. Con mucho gusto, Emilio. And that's Special K, our intern over there. 
Yeah. Right on. Stick in his head. You know what? Hey, Darren said that uh, Special K looks like he's on an episode of Scare Straight. Yeah. He like is. they just <laughs> he, dropped he's him about in to here. Be. Hey, on which, on which side, homie? I can't see him. <laughs> now he's on. He, he's on. He's on the nice side. He's on the clean cut side. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. He was, he's one that's getting scared, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Emilio, you um, man, Emilio, I. You know, I, I, I not only catch you on um, social medias, but, I mean, you're constantly crossing my path, man. And not only do I see you engaged in, obviously, your work and your profession, you know, acting and film, TV, but I see you just involved across the board, man, with, like, a lot of helping people, man, and a lot of involved in community and, and just a lot of different things, man. You're just a real stand-up stand-up guy in our community man and um i just want to thank you for that man you know uh thank you for saying that but you know what we come from we took a lot you dig what i'm saying homie Mm -hmm. and um you know one way or the other we were taking more than giving you know so you know we made it to the we made it through where we're at now and uh and you know what carnot we we get to give you know what i'm saying now if we all if we all gave we would all have brother you know what i'm saying so yeah that's what that's my journey now homie. i mean i'm a very low-key guy because at one time i wasn't Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just so much, it just feels good, brother. You know, and you know, I've learned over the years that uh, when you give from the heart, it just, it comes back. It's just weird that way, homeboy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, you know, uh, that's my, I mean, I mean, you know, God willing, give me another 25 more years, you know, but that's what, that's my journey now, because, you know, helping out the end of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Tell me something. Um, I mean, listen, bro, there's, there's only a handful, there's only a handful of people in the industry on your side of the camera um and you know there's a few guys out there and you're one of them brother and uh i think that a lot of people draw conclusions oh i i know that guy through somebody or i think or they they start to draw their own conclusions of where you came from and how you got to where you're at today and i'd love for you to because i don't even i'm not even really clear on the story i'd love to hear about you know, where you grew up from, and, and go ahead, Chumon. I was going to say, why don't we uh, preview where mm-hmm. he's at? Yeah. Right? So, Emilio, in terms of, quote-unquote, some people's definitions of success, but it's definitely one of mine, is mm-hmm. obviously you're on some very major television shows before COVID, right? Back when television was still on television, and then mm-hmm. as it transitioned to streaming, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, and then that show spawned another show. Another uh, classic show, is that right? Yes, sir. All right. Do yeah, you mind? I, I was no, dis- the yeah, disculpe. Yeah, disculpe. But just can you tell us what the shows are and, and where they're at just so that we get a preview and then we can find out how it is that you got to where yeah, you got to. The first show that I did for seven years was called Sons of Anarchy. And uh, now we got a spinoff uh, now to my MC. So this is my 10th year playing the same character, brother. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And, uh, it's blessing. I thank God every day, you know, uh, so God willing, we got five more seasons. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good time. But I mean, Times. I don't know if people really understand it, but Sons of Anarchy is a very successful show at a time when television was maybe at its zenith before the shutdowns and all the other stuff that started to happen. I mean, that was a show that 
you watch Sons of Anarchy and you would think like, well, that's only for a niche audience. Maybe mm-hmm. only a certain group of people are going to understand that show. And somehow, and maybe Amelia, you can talk to this. How did that show hit so broadly? Like, what about? You know what? Because you know, uh, first of all, to, for me, I described it. It was like a Sopranos on wheels. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, right. brother. Exactly. Good, good explanation. You know, and the thing was, you know, when it, when they first wrote it, when they I was they presented it to me, I knew it was going to be a hit, bro. Because you know, growing up, you know. When I was a little kid, you know, um, little kid, uh, we'd be in the car and then a bunch of bikers, whether it was the Hells Angels or the Mongols would pull up and my mom and dad would be like, don't look at them, don't look at them, don't look at them, right? Because they were scared, <laughs> you know? And uh, so we would look straight ahead, but I was always intrigued by that by that look, you know, the bikes and stuff. And then what it was, bro, is that when we just Sons of Anarchy, people could actually look at these bikers in the comfort and safety of their home, you know what I'm saying? Right. From their couch. Kind of how they live their lifestyle, you know? So I knew it was going to be a hit, but, you know, and it was, you know? Right. And then the show that spun off of that uh, was what? What's, what's the, the Mayans. Mayans. doing right? We're doing right now. The Mayans. Right. The Mayans. And that was, my character was uh, the founder of the Mayans. You know, and uh, and uh, that they, they, people liked the character and the, the, the club so much that they made a series, you know, for ourselves, you know, since a lot of us were so beautiful, brother. So beautiful, man. Let me ask you this real quick. Uh, how do you how do they approach you or how did they actually determine that like yeah you know what there's a huge fan base for the Mayans that we need to now give it its own platform you know uh you know uh they they dug my character bro you know i always that's one thing that um that um that i if it didn't ring true in my head see i'm from the streets bro so you know i'm gonna always be uh, I'm, i know i take my loyalty how i was raised to my character you dig what i'm saying and if something doesn't ring true to me i'll i'll politely ask you know, I wouldn't do this, man. You know, this wouldn't happen. And, uh, and I, you know, thank God, you know, Kurt Sutter, you know, who was my boss for nine years, um, would, would take heed to what I would say. And, um, and, uh, and, you know, and, you know, it's funny because over the years, you know, I travel over the country on different bike events and every president from every club that's come up to me and said, Hey man, you know what? You represent us right. You know, I think what I'm saying is because I'm, I'm going to, I got the dignity and the, 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 the proudness of it, you know, and, uh, and that's what it is, brother. You know, that's what it is. You know, it's too bad that, Shit goes down, but you know, uh, sometimes between the clubs. But you know, whenever you're wearing a different color, different bandana, different flag, you know, it's just gonna bottom go down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. sad because so much uh, for the community. They really do, man. You know. I was thinking about that because I was thinking, like, you know, we can take it out of uh, these shows. Let's say, let's took it like, let's say the Sopranos, okay? Just to keep yes. everything general or whatever, because I'm not trying to get in trouble with anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 Right, but okay, so like in the Sopranos, you there's like a weird line that's being walked because on the one hand, you want it to be as real as possible and you want it to have some validity. On the other hand, it's a television show that's supposed to appeal to a wider group. And I got to imagine like in the Sopranos situation, there has to be a little bit of a conversation with some of the guys that might have been there or know who was there. And so... What is the strategy for a guy like who's a producer of a show that might not have even been there to be able right. to have the respect and or ability to talk with everybody and try to keep everybody feeling respected? I got to feel like that's a tough battle. That's actually a great question. And uh, I have turned down jobs in the past when uh, people are going to use different names uh, that are real, and I say, listen, you don't change the name, I can't do your project, but because out of respect, I'm not going to disrespect you. Dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, 
And yeah, and you know, and that's and that, and I will bring it to their attention. I go, just you can't say this. You cannot say this. This is this is actual shit that's going on right now, mm-hmm. and to a certain extent. You know what I'm saying? But one thing you right. don't mention names. If you're going to use a, a neighborhood name, mm-hmm. change it up because even then, um, you don't you don't want you don't want nobody. You don't want to raise eyebrows from nobody. You know what I'm saying? At least, and I don't. You know, because I, I come from I come from the I come from the place, and, and I know a lot of people. And I, out of respect, I can't go that way. Mm-hmm. And I'll just see. I, I'll politely say no. I can't do it. I'll find a different reason to say I can't do it. Or if I like a project a lot, I'll say, change this. And most of the time, they, they'll, they'll do it because um, I know more. You know what I'm saying? And, and a smart producer or director will, will pay attention to an actor who's actually been there, you know? Right. Right. Well, so it's great because you said smart producer. So my next question is, and you, you may or may not be able to answer it, but has there been any people that weren't so smart that had to maybe get a, a message a certain way to understand why it can't be done that way? You know, um, you know, I don't, uh, you know, if, they, if it has, you know, uh, I've been, I, 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 I just stay out of everything. You know right. what I'm saying? I, right. I know, I know my, I know my lines, you know, and if you didn't know the lines and you should, you know, then, sh- you know, good luck or, you know, uh, you should have asked, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You have to ask me, you have to ask, but you know, it's just a, uh, it's just like anything in life, but you know, it's just a, it is what it is, you know. Right. What about? Gotta respect, gotta respect a, a culture that's been there before you. You know what I mean? Well, maybe I'll put it in the Rocky Balboa context or like the whatever mm-hmm. context because it, sometimes in those kind of films, right? Some yes. of the people that are in the film start thinking they are a fighter. Because they got into it. So <laughs> do you ever, does that, does that, did you ever see kind of sometimes some people that are playing a part that all of a sudden they forget that it's a role and they start <laughs> puffing up and getting crazy? You know, it, you know, it's, it's really, it's really, uh, that's really, that's comical to me, bro. You know what? <laughs> you got to understand, I come from the 70s, 80s, and a little bit of the 90s. Uh, right. I'm saying real, real shit, and, and I was I was one of the nutcases that ran out there. Anyway, but that, and I didn't want to you know touch too much on that because I was I was not a I was not I was I was I was, I was, I was kind of fuck up, you know. But anyway, you know, I remember one time uh, these guys that you know are actors, you know, you know they're cool, they're nice guys, you know, but they shave their heads, but they don't understand that with that shaved head comes you know some responsibility, you know. Yeah. And I was I was in a different part of town, and I was strolling the way I strolled, and they saw me, and they they came up to me, they go. Hey, bro! Wow, you, you you really walk that way, you know. And I say, well, I only walk one way, or not. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But because changed it up, it was really weird how. Um, and then they would they would they would wonder why they were getting hit up, and they're acting all hard on you know on set and stuff, this and that, and and, uh, and I just look at them, you know, and I just say, hey, homie, you know, like. Um, and then I see them trying to act hard in the street, and then they get checked real quick, bro, because you know, that's what's going to happen. You know, you you know what you wore that uh, that uniform or try to wear the uniform, you know. You're gonna get checked, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not as much as it is now as it was, but now right. things like cheap trip now. Mm-hmm. I trip you now because now even it's a cool look. I mean, it's cool. Of, it's just different. It's, it's really different now. You know, in those and back in my time, you dress like that, you you might not make it back home that day. Right. You know what I'm right. The way it was. So I, I take um, I respect I respect the look because I know what really comes with it, where I come from, you know, where, where I came from. You know? Right. All right. You so- it's not a joke. 
Right. So, okay, great. So now we understand. Mayans, Sons of Anarchy, you can't get any really... And listen, I'm blowing it up, all right? I mean, Emilio's obviously a very humble man. He's a very... Drinks a lot of coffee. But I'm <laughs> going to blow it up and say... That's about the pinnacle of success that you can get. That ain't a guy with yeah. Instagram followers no, trying to be an influencer. That's no, a guy that's doing no, the deal. All right. No. So, and how do we get, right? Emilio, where did you actually start out at in your life? Acting or what or not? No, in your in life, life, man. Oh, okay. You know, when, when I was four years old, you know, um, I was born in Texas, San Antonio, homie. And we're from the peace. My, my my parents were from the peace guys, you know, from the from the fields, you know. I was in the fields, but not, you know, picking. They were picking. I was playing, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, in 1965, uh, uh, we shot down. We moved from LA, I mean, to uh, from Texas to California. We ended up in an area called Frogtown in 1965. And um, you know, uh, you know, you know, same story. You know, uh, you know, uh, I was 12 years old. Got jumped in the neighborhood. You know, uh, uh, and you know. Uh, you know, it was crazy in our times, but it really was. You really had to prove yourself. And I was the oldest of the, of the family. So, you know, and I came out, um, you know, in my upbringing, um, you know, we were just trained to fight. You know, um, all my uncles, my dad, you know, we were, we were scrappers, bro. And, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't lose a fight. Because if you lost a fight, you'd get your ass kicked at home, you know. And I had these big ears, homie. They, 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 I grew into them. When I was a kid, they used to take out the <laughs> So, you know, and it was cold. Uh, the people, the kids were coming, you know, hit my ear, right? Yeah. And it would hurt. It was cold, you know. I remember home came, came home crying, you know. I was eight years old, you know. My dad beat the shit out of me, man. He goes, don't you ever fucking come crying again. So, and he goes, if you come here, kid, I'm going to hit you every time you come home. <laughs> so that taught me a fighter, bro. And then I trained boxing. I trained everything, you know. And then what happened, bro, was that I was bred to be a, I was bred to be a, a I was bred to be, uh, you know, a tough guy, you know, a real tough guy, nothing fake about me. So at a very young age, like when I was 14, um, you know, I would choose on the older people, the older homies, you know what I mean? And what happens, I would do it, you know, not, just, you know, I would just get down with it, you know, and I was real good at what I did. And what it was is that uh, then I got the respect at a very early age because, you know, if you thought you were big and bad for 10 years, I could pull your covers real quick, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I got the respect at a very young age, you know, uh, the, the guy was a nut, I love to fight. I was just, an, I was crazy, bro. I was just, um, I, I, I got, I was, it was bred into me so much that that's all I wanted to do, you know. And I was a great athlete, you know. So, and then Bruce Lee was my time for now. So, you know, we all want to be Bruce Lee, right? So, always, you know, train the patas, the fucking chingasos, you know. So, I just, um, yeah, man, it was, um, and then, uh, you know, um, and I was an athlete, so I, I was a late bloomer with the drugs, you know. And uh, so, when I was uh, 18, uh, I got, you know, it's a big story, homie. I had a, I had a, I got a lot of shit going on, but you know, too many fucking stories. But um, I, you know, I, I started heroin when I was eighteen. You know, um, mm. and uh, and um, and I was, I'm a trash can junkie. See, I'm a real hyper motherfucker. Homie. I'm a hyper guy. I have a, I have a, mostly I have a rage. I always had a rage, you know. So the heroin brought me down, but mm. uh, you know, the, I like that, you know, PCP and uh, and uh, coca, coca was fucking big. You, know, so, <laughs> you, you know, like I, it all, brother. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I used to, you know, I got into speed, that speedball for many years. I used to just dig that shit, you know. And I always had a good heart. I never been the, the brightest cat, bro. You know, uh, and I did the fucking tenth grade three times and shit. But um, <laughs> and then I got a lot of troubles. I beat, I, I guess, shit, bro. I, I've been. Thank God has watched me, bro. I, I, I got away with that. Huh? Yeah, fuck. I don't want. I can't talk too much about what I, you know, about me too much like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, uh. 
I was high on everything every day for 11 years. There was something going on. You know, I had to do something. You know, um, and now I look at it now because uh, to stay out of prison, you know, I had to go see a lot of psychiatrists over the years. You know, uh, you know the diversion, diversion. I would say you want three to five. Where I'll take, I'll take the diversion, the diversion. It was always, mm-hmm. it was always a program, homie, that you can do. You know, and um, and um, what I was doing all those years, Karnat, is uh, I was self-medicating, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, now I know what it is because of all the psychiatrists I've seen over the years, you know? And, um, but, um, yeah, the heroin was my own self-medication, but I like, I, to be normal, I had to do PCP or, 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 or cocaine. And what happens, bro, is that, you know, in my barrio in the 80s, you know, when you slammed it, like, who does wrote the cops? And like, we're always in the barrio. And what they would do, they would come over and they would pinch your arm. Now, if you pinch your arm, bro, if you, if you were, let's say you were slamming today, yeah, tomorrow, your arm blood will come out of that mark you dig what i'm saying yeah so bro um i started learning how to you know rock it up you know the crack so now i can get the same rush homes without having the marks in my arms you know what i'm saying and uh and but that crack cocaine it was was a the demise of my drug career bro you know what mm-hmm. i mean it, it took me down to the ground because i was already a violent man and it just made me um i thought i was king kong homie. i mean you couldn't hurt me, bro. I mean, I remember fighting with the Huras, bro, and, and uh, I was dropping them because I was it was PCP and, and, and crack. But um, I was dropping them like flies because you get so much strength, bro. You know what I'm saying? And there was like three, uh, four of us in the barrio that we always, you know, we were, we, you know, we always were dressed sharp, had a female car, a nice car, uh, and we would always work out. We, you know, you know, you know the barrio, bro. You walk fucking back arms and shit. You know, just knock motherfuckers out. You know enough. <laughs> and, 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 hey, homie, but then we used to. Uh, we used to go in one of my homeboy's house and uh, rest in peace, uh, uh, Big Alfred, and, uh, and uh, there was four of us and we would smoke some shit. And then, you know, we'd be, you know, his, one of his rooms was all just a big mirror, homie, just a big fucking mirror. And we just get the dumbbells, homie, and the heart. <laughs> you know, our thing to do was this vein that we had coming out of our arm uh-huh. was to make it explode. Like, we were, the whole thing was, who's gonna make, we literally thought we were gonna make it blow up, like literally like <laughs> blow up. <laughs> And so you there for like hours, bro, on fucking PCP, homie, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, the next day, for the like next days, you couldn't move shit. Like, <laughs> you I'm fucked. Saying, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was, it yeah. was like, you know, it's uh, That's some real pre-workout, right? <laughs> you know, hey, homie, that was some stupid shit. Homie, you know what I, mean? I think I'm thinking, and now, you know, I just celebrated, I mean, I got, May 15th, I got 31 years, can you sober, homie, you know? Wow. I don't talk Congrats. about my, right. you know what my gang life and stuff because you know even uh when i get introduced i did comedy for 10 years i never brought it up where i was from and stuff because you know i don't want to never be that guy and say oh look at me look at me now that's not me homie. you know I, to me i should be i should be dead or washed up right now you know what i'm saying and i'm not and i don't want to throw that in nobody's face you know i mean because I, I you know um, i was active like a motherfucker homie you know something i'm not proud of no more and it's really weird homie because like you know my you know my enemies back then you know we you know literally you know would blast at each other um that's how it was in the 80s homie it was all it was it was fucking cowboy days homeboy to the max right and now we're older and i ran to some of these ratos here and uh you know i hire them i hire them to ride their bikes on my show bro you know uh it's like um because we ride we don't we got a thing common we love harleys and uh we're all older now and uh, you know what it's fucking a trip bro it's because at one time it wasn't like that, you know. We, you know, we laugh about it now because we survived it. We, we actually survived it, you know. And, and you know, it's a trip because some of these guys I know from different audios now that we're all older. I'm 60 years old, also, so it's like 
I like them just as much as the homeboys I grew up with. It's just so fucked up that a, it was a street or a block that separated us. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we could have been brothers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, right. it's a trip, brother. It really is, man. You know, it's, it's sad because a lot of lives were so many lives were lost in those years, even to now. But not as bad as then. And uh, man, it would have been so much nicer the other way. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, I always had that fucking attitude. You know what I mean? Two second rule. That was always an effect on me, bro. I would look to see who wanted something because I know what I could do. You know what I'm saying? It was a, I was a fool, dog. You know, I was a fucking fool. It's funny. We just were talking about it. Just now we were talking about uh, with Sean, I think it was on the last show. We were talking about prison, right? And we were talking about how when you get to prison, the dudes that you're going to be rolling with and the dudes you're going to be selled up with when you get to the joint are your enemies, more than likely. The chances you know of you having a homeboy on that same yard are kind of yeah. slim, but the chances of you having gente from your area. So when I get to the yard, I might be with dudes from Sotel or Culver City or, you know what I'm saying? That's who I'm going to, those are going to become the people I trust my life with. But, you know, you're right? you know, what, you know, it's a trip. You know what it was? Check this out. I mean, it's very good. You said that, you know, um, so I remember, you know, back in my time, that shit was going down. Then, uh, then uh, something went down that was real bad. So I had to go take care of business, right? And, um, and um, I mean, you know, go talk to some people. But anyway, um, um, uh, um, so I get a phone call. You know, uh, I get a phone call, right? And uh, so I, have, I always, you know, I had, I had four good homies. That I, I only see the thing with me, bro, is that our body was, you know, decent sized body, but. I only had a few people in my clique. I mean, I mean, he, he had to be somebody to run with me. I mean, I, I was, cause I didn't trust no, I mean, I trust you, but not really. I know who right. I can trust you, Dick, but you keep the circle small, even though it's the same audio. I like you for this, I like you got good right. music. But everybody, we have different things. We do different things, you know? And, and the thing was, um, and something had, you know, something happened and whatever, you know, and uh, so I get a phone call and say, hey, homes, uh, don't go over there, you know? What do you mean don't go over there, you know? Like, Hey, homes, you know, well, I'm busted with so and so, and I go, well, that's what are we, we talking about? Hit him, bro. And then now, homie, that's not how it works over here. You got to fucking, we, we run together here. I go, so wait a minute, you're going to be friends over there, but I got a thing going on over here. And they go, that's <laughs> what you know, it's good, but I didn't, it took me a long time to understand that. Sometimes you had to just, you know, be cool, you know, because so and so was a good camarada and he was a good camarada of mine. And this shit, it's a trippy circle, which now, you know, I would get mad. Like I would, I would get frustrated sometimes. Like I'll say, wait a minute, homie. I'm over here. I gotta fucking go feed my family. I gotta go take care of the streets. I gotta find out who's doing what over here, taking care of, you know, banging with each other. And you guys are getting along in there, homie. What's up yeah. with that? I would, I would yeah. get mad at my own people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, but that's just the rules, bro. Everybody has different rules, you know? So yeah, you know, I, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a trip. I, I like it. I mean, I think about it and I just wish, Everybody would just get along. Well, yeah, that brought it up because, like you're talking about, it takes until now, as you're older, to find out that these are good homies, these are good gente, could be my brother. I mean, dude, I, 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 I've I, got friends, man, that are like my road dogs, my brothers from other neighborhoods. You know, right. and we didn't get to find this out until after we got older and things started to cool a little bit. And it was like... Man, we were letting city blocks determine, keep us separate, you know. And I, you, you know, you, Bro, you for us, sometimes for us it was uh, the LA River, homie. Right. You know what I'm talking? It was, uh, it was, uh, you know. Uh, but you know what's so weird, bro? Is, is this, you know? I get it. Me too. I don't want to a guy like me who ran as hard as I did because that's all my my body was my life. 
dying for me. You know what I'm saying? Stuff, even though I had a, I had a kids, I had kids since I was 21. My kids are, and I have older kids, 38, 39 now. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that my body was my guy. That was, that was, I wanted, it was really weird. You wanted to die for the body. You'd be some kind of fucking martyr, bro. But you know, as time went on, I, I lost 44 of my guys in the streets, you know, in the streets. And, I'm, and you know, man, you know, another thing I realized is that when we die, you die. It was, we all, you know, throw some beer, you know, smoke a throne, smoke a joint, whatever. And then we don't go visit you no more. We only visit you when we go, when we go bury another homeboy. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, so, because right. life goes on, we got shit to do, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so no, man, you know, don't, don't die for your value, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but but I, I understand it. If somebody's going through doing that right now, I get it because sometimes like, you think that's all there is and it's not, homeboy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's interesting what you guys are saying because I think to a certain extent, you know, a lot of older generation guys, you know, in a lot of different fields, you could even take it outside the field that you guys are talking about and say, like, even in, in wars and soldiering and all this other kind of stuff. A lot of guys that survive some stuff, they get older and they have a little more wisdom and they start seeing more similarities, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And you start realizing... But then you try to carry that back to the younger people to say, hey, you know, it, it's not really like you think it is. I understand, but it there's more to it. And let me try to explain <coughs> it. And for whatever reason, the young people have a hard time taking that in. <laughs> they're not going to. A lot of times they're not. I, I got to remember, like what Emilio said is I understand where they're coming from. I also haven't lost touch with who I was at that age and I wasn't having it. I don't care who you were. And if you really had a really deep story, I'd already glorified it. Right. Right. So you're, and that's why I, you know, Emilio, I'd rather work in the light and let those people that want to change find me instead of me. I'm not going to go stand at a corner and preach. I got little homeboys from my neighborhood who are active. That's how they get down. My job isn't, I don't, not for me personally. I'm not going to go preach on the corner and try and pull dudes out of the hood. Not my own. But what I am going to do is I'm going to, in the light, I'm going to do me. And there's plenty of opportunities for you to come along and try this, you know? And that's really my service, you know? Because I do understand, I do understand, man, what they're going through. And I couldn't be reached, man. I got lucky to live through it. And, uh, Let's The deal is this, Colonel, is that by you going more forward and forward, you set an example saying, hey, I can do that. What those rival from? He comes from my, my speech, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just, you know, hypothetically, you know, speech on the speech, one boy, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and you show that we, you and I and all you guys, we show that there's more that we can do. You know, you know what it is? Like, like next week, I'm, I'm talking to, uh, I'm doing a Zoom, of course. I usually do it in person, but I'm doing a two juvenile halls next on Wednesday. Thursday, yeah. Wednesday, whatever. I just got the schedule. <laughs> The thing, is, the thing is, is you know, that's the good thing what you said because you know you can't help nobody unless they want to get help. That's right. just bottom line. Mm-hmm. I mean, I try to help out a lot of people, you know, in my family, you know, not not just my family, but in, in general. And uh, unless they want to get help, it's not going to they're not going to get help. So, but but you know what, Karnat is that because of social media, I mentored so many people because mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt me to fucking write you back, you know. Especially that's right, I, man. So so, and you know what, Holmes, is check out, check this out. So this is my, and I don't put nobody on blast. I would never, like, I see people, they, they, you know, say something nice and they blast it. Look what the message I got today. Oh, fuck all that. Homie. That's not what it's for. Right. You know, it's, um, you see me, Colonel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. like, I get stuff like, hey, homes, you know, like, veteranos like myself, hey, homes, you know what? My, my 
kids change his life because not because of me. I try to school him, but because of what you've done. You know, he goes, I want to, you know, gracias, you know. I go, you know what, send me his, and I'll follow that kid, you know. Right, that kid. right. Or this eight or nine. <laughs> I got my chip, homes, you know, you keep me inspired. You don't know how many of those messages I get. Mm-hmm. You know what? It feels fucking good, homeboy. It, it feels fucking. And you know what? I go, I go, I'll say, send me your nine month chip, homie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I got something that's been going on for two years now. I got two and a half years fucking cheap. Oh, not though, you know? Hey, let me see where your kids are, you know? And you can see these kids that were totals and, 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 and still, the still, still feed me. You, you can never deny a good dress cholo, homie. You can never deny that. That, 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 that estilo is timeless. Right. But then they'll change. You know what I'm saying? It's beautiful, mm-hmm. man. You know, it's fucking beautiful. That's 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 my payback, homeboy. Because you know what? My wife, my my boy, my five dogs, my familia, we're doing feed, man. I mean, we're in good health. We have good health. So when I see other people, you know, doing good, it makes me feel good. But that's what it's all about, homeboy. Brother, there's nothing I like more than seeing my friends do well. And anything outside of that, I really don't understand, bro. I don't understand you know, all that other shit, brother. You know what, Karnat? Let me, let me, this is the deal. But let me tell you, Lux, this is the way it goes, homie. And this is the way I've always been from the get. See, when I first got in the business homes, you know, I was, I was, you know, I was a little bit rough. I always looked feeding me. I was always, monthly clothes, I used to, since youngster, right? I was brought up that way, you know, shiny shoes. You know, we dress different. We just look feed me, right? So when I got in the game, I would go to, to these classes, you know, like uh, like acting classes, mm-hmm. Bonnaroo out, homie. Yeah. Down my Imperials fucking shiny. Yeah. Artists. And you know, and you know, all these actors would be, you know, with their chanclas, you know, you know, the slip-ons and, and their jeans, torn jeans, and they'd be like, all like, you know, like just happy. You the way you're supposed to be, just like chill, right? right. Fucking, and I'd be in the corner standing up, homie. I didn't want to make all my clothes, right? Serio. And then <laughs> and they'd be like, are you gonna sit down, Mr. Rivera? And I said, <laughs> and what happens, bro, is that I would go in there and you're supposed to learn monologues and what I would do, I would just go on stage and just tell stories of my life and motherfuckers be crying and they were crying in the audience, bro. I got that from my life. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and and my, my mentor who became my mentor said, you know what, check, check this out. Oh, this is fucking a racket, dog. I'm going to tell you what it is. So, <laughs> so, 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 so he goes, he goes, hey, listen, uh, it was already the, like the eighth week. It only is a 12 week class. He goes, listen, man. He goes, you got a lot of stuff here and you know how to put it out here. And, and that's what an actor does. goes from the heart and throws it in his face. He goes, now I want, you're going to go to the next level. But so-and-so over there who, by the way, sucked. Like he, he had no, I mean, maybe he'll get it one day, but he didn't get the first eight weeks, right? He goes, he's going to go advanced too with the next class. He goes, because this is a business. We're here to make money. So, bro, everybody was going to make it, Holmes. Like, whether you sucked or whether you were good, you were going to make it. And it's fucked up because it was just a money thing, homeboy. You know what I'm saying? I learned that real early on in my career. She goes, but you know what? I want to work with you one-on-one because you got something, man. You, you, you can do something with this stuff, you know? And that's what happened. I, st- I dropped out of school. I mean, the acting class and just studied one-on-one with him, bro. You dig what I'm saying? But my head, when I try to go to the, to the acting schools where it was all rasa, mm-hmm. they didn't accept me, homes. And, and, and I hated it. And they, I couldn't wow. get it. So my mentor told me, hey, you know what? If they don't want you, Go to an all-white school. So I went to all-right Armenian, white Armenian school, Dendal College, and they took me in with open arms, homie. You know what I'm saying? And to represent my people, I made sure I was always on point. I was going to throw down on, on that stage, and I did, homie. It happened, for me, it happened for me real quick. So then fast forward, um, 
you know, eight years later, um, Manny Jimenez started a thing called Suspect Entertainment with all real about this from the joint. And uh, so I, I would have Manny send me his guys to my pad and I would train them so they wouldn't get the same treatment they got from the way I got it. You dig what I'm saying? Right. I wanted to talk to them, homeboy. And the, 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 <laughs> I'm saying this story right now is because this is the way it is. And I've always been, always root for your fellow actor, your fellow man, whatever business it is, bro, because it's enough for everybody. I've always told Manny, yes. bro, it's enough for all of us, Carl. Now, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and if you do that, most, again, when you do it from the heart, it all comes back, brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to help. You have to help, brother. It ain't all just for you. You know what I mean? That's right. That's interesting. I mean, there were so many great things that you and, and Steve just said that I, I wanted to kind of go back and visit. But one of the things you said, uh, uh, Emilio, Mr. Rivera's, uh, is you were talking about how it took a lot of ther like a psychiatrists for you to start to really come back and take a look at some of the other things. And I kind of wanted to understand from a real level. Right. How hard was it for you to work with a psychiatrist like or a therapist in the beginning to start getting honest with yourself about what it is that you're looking at? Like, I know me. Right. I'm not from the same situation you guys are from. But I mean, I've, I've gone to therapists and, it, you know, it was like six months of lying in the beginning because I didn't know what the fuck it you know, what what the point of it all was. And it took a minute before I started to really be like, oh, wait a second. There is something here that I need to look at. How about for you? Well, you know what, brother? My, my whole thing was, um, you know, growing up the way I grew up, you know, men are not allowed to cry. You know, right. Since I was a kid, I was not allowed to cry. So I put a lot of pain out there with these because the only way I cried was with my hands, homie. You know what I'm saying? So my first 15 years of my life, homie, it was just, I was rough, bro. I had anger, I had anger issues, homie. Like, you know, I, I look for, I look to see how I could fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, I was never, I was never, that's one thing is in my life, I was never the, the thief guy. I never, I was never a thief, bro. I, 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 I always worked, I was too proud to steal, but I didn't mind, uh, but I was, uh, I'll fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? And that was me. And so my whole thing was, my whole time I would go to a uh, psychiatrist was to, was for anger management, you know? Uh, every single fucking time, bro. And I, and I had a lot of priors, you know? So, and I would just get, but the thing, the thing that helps you is this, you had a family, and you had to feed me highly. You know, I had always had a good job. I was, I was a mechanical engineer, Holmes. You know what I'm saying? Like I could build, I built shit. You know, I make it run. You know, and the thing is, but I had a bad temper, Holmes. And see, I would, it didn't matter who was I was around. It could be the the guy from the street or the fucking the million dollar man. I didn't. I still to this day, I don't. I mean, I'm a nice guy now, but uh, you have to treat me. You have to respect me, Holmes. Like there was never a, a hierarchy with me. Like we're always the same. You know, respect me. I respect you. If you disrespect me, then I have to, I have to get active on you. You know what I'm saying? I, I just I had no tolerance for it. And, the, and in real life, that's not the way life is, bro. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, brother. That's right. Let me ask you this then. It, where did it come from? So I understand the part because I have a lot of people that try to tell me that men aren't emotional and women are emotional. I go, men are emotional. They're just only able to show it in certain ways. They can't cry. They can fight. They can't do this, but they can do that. That a lot of sadness, even right, comes out in anger. But what I wanted to ask you was, where did it come out from? Where did the chip, right, on the shoulder or whatever it is, come from for you? Where you were like, I don't care who you are, you're gonna treat me with respect. My dad, bro. 
my dad was just that way. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and if, um, if you were to sass off to my dad, if you went like, like, you know, did that with your teeth, you know, like, like what, you know, uh, that was a backhand, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. And I got a lot of backhands because I was, um, uh, I was, um, uh, not the kid. I was kind of like, I had the AD. Now I know I had like ADD and shit, but I stuttered a lot, you know, mm. and, and then my dad would hit me. Like if I stuttered too much before he goes, I'll be that, 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 that. And then he would just hit me like, get, spit it out, cabrón, spit it out, you know? So, and you can't hit your, you can't hit your dad back. That's the most disrespectful thing you can do, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So it, I would take it out in the streets, bro. You know what I'm saying? I just, oh, that's, I, and you weren't allowed to cry. You couldn't feel. So I let everything out of my hand. And then that made me feel, you know, releasing my hands made me feel, that was my release, homie, you know what I'm saying? Hurting somebody made me feel good. It was weird, man, you know? Right. And, and I, so then how, what, where in the process, where in the process did it actually crack for you where you were like, oh, wait a minute. I can't, I really can't. I've got to get control of this thing. I can't be doing this. You know, I, you know, I can't really say that, bro, because, you know, I, I, I said it before in an interview, interview many years, 15 years ago, I said this in an interview. And uh, just like eight years ago, bro, it, it almost bit me, it bit me, it almost bit me in my ass in the court, bro. You dig what I'm saying? I you know, you know, I mean, it came up, bro. And I go, what the fuck? And they showed the video. And what it is, they show the edited version, right, Holmes? They only show the part that, okay, the bad part, you know, I did some fucked up shit. Anyway, regardless, um, but they didn't show the whole, the turning point of my life. So the judge goes, I go, so I looked at him, I said, I go, Your Honor, I told my lawyer, I go, I go, can my client have an hour and a half to get you the real video? And so he gave us a little recess. This is just eight years ago, Holmes. And then, uh, so I called my guy, and he's a, he's a video guy. And I go, hey, bro, I need this. I need three copies right now, homeboy. My lawyer their lawyer and the fucking judge, right? I go, I need it like now, Holmes, and <laughs> he got up. He was at the courthouse uh, in one hour. I gave him the real fucking tape, one for me, and we saw it, the, the judge went to his court, saw the tape, and he fucking was disgusted. He said, you know what? You want to show me a, a video that was edited? This man has changed his life. He goes, and then my case was dismissed, Holmes, you know what I'm saying? So it's, uh, you know, so I, I, I can't, it's just, uh, I, I like to say is that uh, my, um, my, Violentness um, uh, caught up to me in the very. I, I was, I was, uh, yeah, man. You know, and even though when I got clean, you know, and I was doing this acting thing, and and um, I still had that mean streak in me. And I gotta tell you, Cardinal, this is what happened, bro. This is what fucking happened, bro. You know, the heart, the heart was still dark. It was hard as fuck. I didn't give a fuck, bro. I mean. You were my friend, we're good. But if I didn't know you, you didn't be shit, you know? And um, I got a dog. I got my first fucking dog when I was 32 years old, right, Holmes? And that fucking dog, bro, fucking changed my heart, Holmes. It was fucking, <laughs> hey. hey, Holmes, it fucking, and it, it started, like, making me feel a little bit soft. And, uh, like, I didn't like it at first, but he was making me feel, bro, like, you know, fuck, this fucker's badass. You know, he, he just loves me. He just loves me, man. And uh, and uh, and ever since 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 since, since I was three, I'm sixty now. I've never been without a dog now. Home now I got five fucking dogs, bro. You know, because they uh they changed my life so much. So I do a lot of charities. Wait, I got my, that's my dog knocking. Let me go open the door. Yeah, yeah. Let the, dog, <laughs> let, let the dog in. Let the dog. Who let the dogs in? Yeah, let them in. Man, that's so true. I hear that a lot from a lot of different people, which is that uh you know having a pet is the beginning of being able to crack the emotional piece or the heart open because for some reason there's something about a dog that it's not a human 
that allows it to occupy a different space in mm -hmm. your heart, right? Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, the dog itself has the capacity for so much love and it's unconditional that that starts way more capacity than a human. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, you know what? Uh, you know what? I, I, um, for me, they're my kids for me. I mean, they, they live good, but they, they bring so much happiness to my, to my heart, brother. You know what? And I think this brother, you know, I think, you know, um, if I would have had a kid, we weren't allowed to have dogs. You know, that's just another mouth to feed. We come, you know, I was we're pretty, pretty poor growing up, right? you know? I mean, um, I mean, I was eight years, my first job, I was throwing the paper. I was eight years old. I'd make $30 a month back in 1969, right? And the $30 I got on payday, I had to give $15 for rent, you know what I'm saying? So I've been paying rent since I was eight years old, right? you know what I'm saying? And uh, But that's one thing, you know, it was, I didn't get it at the time, but you know what? Since I was eight till now, I always got a little bit of money in my front pocket, homie. My dad yeah. instilled that got to work, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You gotta be proud and always have money in your pocket, take care of your familia. But uh, you know, if I think if I would have had a dog growing up, I wouldn't have been as violent as I was, homie, because I would have some kind of compassion, which I had no compassion for nobody. I was very, very, very mean, bro. I mean, right. nice but mean, you know, just like always act, always stupid, bro. It just I was always a way to let these motherfuckers out, you know what I'm saying? And the dog, if I had I think I would have just been a nicer guy, bro, you know. Which is, which, right, and then you start moving into the art form in which you, you're in now. And like yes. you were saying, right, it, it, it's the heart to the expression to the face. And so now, you know, right, they, from what I've heard from other actors or whatever, it's like, okay, um, if you want to really get into a role, then you got to start unlocking even more doors. Right, you gotta right. start going internally. So, do you have a process now by which you're working to say, like, okay, I'm gonna get into this, or I'm gonna open well, you up? Know, is that, you know, the thing is, is, is that I've lived, I've lived eight lives, brother. I mean, I lived eight full lives. I live more than one, 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 what most people live, you know, the, than the whole family will ever see. You know what I'm saying? The thing is, is because this is a deal. When you don't give a fuck, you know, <laughs> there you go. You know, Tell them, preach you, it. You go through. All kinds of shit because you get yourself in this shit. You yeah. just don't know like, right. what I'm saying? And I didn't give a fuck for the first part of my life. So I've been through a lot of shit and, just, and got out of it, homie. You know, it's just, and so, I just, I don't know how I did just shit. Sometimes I was just because I was a fast runner that you know what I'm mm -hmm, talking about. Mm -hmm, but um, mm -hmm. the thing is, I knew my ways in and out. But the thing is, is uh, because I've been through so much in my life and I've seen so much, I just, it's in my back pocket, homie. Whenever I, any character I play, I can draw from anything you see me on Steam because I've already done it. You know what I'm saying? I know what it is. I know I've seen it. I know how it was. I just, and what's good about this shit, though, is that sometimes I have to revisit that and it's a fucked up thing to revisit. But then when I get home, I let it go. Where when it happened, it's part of your life for a long time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a, it's a, it's a trip, man. It's a trip. You know, it's a acting's therapy for me, but man, it really is, man. No, it really is. It, it saved my fucking life, my boy. <laughs> let me ask, let me, let me ask you another question, which is, I'm just fascinated to know, who were you in the acting world that you met that you were, were like, holy fuck, that that guy to me or that gal to me is the pinnacle. And I know it's cool for everybody to be like, well, I'm not really starstruck and blah, blah, blah. But I'm, I'm setting all that aside. Who did you meet in the acting world, which for you meant like, holy smokes, I really met like the 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 master. You know, you know, I got to be honest with you. It's going to probably be different than anybody would think. But, you know, uh, when I met uh, John Malkovich, bro, see, I like my thing is I like offbeat characters. You know what I'm saying? Like 
I would love to do a movie with Christopher Walken. Yeah. I wanna, yeah. I fix this fucker tick. You know what I'm saying? I want to, mm. I want to talk to that guy, you know? And I know when you work with people, the downtime is so long that you can actually find out about people. But, you know, John Malkovich has always been somebody um, interesting to me to watch, you know what I'm saying? Very intelligent. And I'm not, I guess, cause I'm not the smartest cat. I go I tend to go for the opposite. You know what I'm saying? Uh, sure. Sure, I want to yeah. hear, I want to see the mannerisms. And sometimes I use that mannerism because it's just different. You know what I mean? It's a trip. Man. How, how did you meet John Malkovich? Were you guys riding Harleys together? No, no, no. We did Con Air together. I wasn't, I, I was working with him for four months on Con Air, but that was my first gig. That was that, that job. They cut me out of the movie, but I made a chunk of money. That's how I bought, that's how I quit my day job. I bought four, four houses in my barrio. And, uh, and that's, that was my, that was a job that made me said, see you later. That Let was, me ask that you a question. Let me ask you a question, me though. <laughs> because as I said, bro, there's a handful. There honestly is only a very small handful of guys like us working at that level. I want to know what happens when Emilio Rivera gets the call, or maybe I don't know how this goes down, but he gets the call for something, and when he shows up for the call. I don't know, maybe a Danny Trejo and somebody else all show up for the same call. Has something you know, like that happened, bro? Tell okay, us. Well, I'm going to tell you a fucking story, homie. It's going to blow your fucking <laughs> Please do. Okay. Please do. Okay, okay, check this out, homie. So, so I get Con Air, right? Okay, if you guys know the movie, there was a character named Johnny 23, right? Johnny 23, he that was Danny Trejo. Okay, mm -hmm. when I got the role, Johnny 23 was not a rapist. Johnny 23 was a racist killer. He killed 23 black men, okay? That was a character. I got the role. I'm done, it's done. All of a sudden, we're gonna film in two weeks. I get a call, Emilio, um, they need to talk to you at the studio. I go to the studio, they go, hey, Emilio, uh, hey man, we love your work, we love what you did. Uh, um, Johnny 20, we have too many killers on the plane. Um, so we're making Johnny 23 into a rapist, not a, 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 a racist killer. I said, cool, man, cool. You know, and he goes, and he goes, um, I go, I can play a rapist. He goes, well, I, I was younger then, bro. I was a you know, right. better looking. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, you know, Emilio, you're kind of a little bit too good looking to be a, to be a, a, rapist. a rapist. And I said, I can put scars, bro. Fuck me up. Because, bro, it was a big gig. It was right. huge. Johnny 23, motherfucker. Goddamn. And I, I'm, I go, bro, put scars. You can do whatever you want with me. He goes, Emilio, you know, we're going to put you on for the ride. Uh, but. We're hiring Danny Trejo to play Johnny 23, the rapist. And that fucking, it broke my heart, homie. Because uh, the money was, it was, it was quite a lot different. But the money was still good, you dig it. It was my first big, you know, movie yeah. ever. To be in that movie was huge, you know. And uh, that's how that came about, brother. And it's so funny you said Danny Trejo because that's what it was. That's, exactly, that's what it was. See, the whole movie, everybody in the paint was a killer. So they had to put a rapist in there. And, right. You know, they changed it up, bro. That's my story. And you know what? After that. Danny Trejo didn't have to ever audition again. I knew right. it would get a game-changing role. You guys are, uh, you two are good, man. He speaks extremely highly of you. Uh, oh, anytime. I, I don't, no, no, Danny is one of the most, uh, most you say, uh, one of the most realest guys, bro. That, yes. And that guy, he'll, he helps every, he helps everybody, bro. And, Dan, you know, he, he'll, he'll call my wife for her birthday. He'll call me for my birthday. You know, you get a call from Machete, all of a sudden, all you hear is happy birthday, too. That's a beautiful thing. Brother, you know he saying? calls me out of the blue on a regular. He's right. got a call the other day from out of the regular. And as soon as I hit speaker, voice, you know, um, but you know what? There's a lot of, um, you know, I'd be, I would be, I'd be, a, I'd be lying to say that there's uh, that there, there is not similar. There's similar, there's similarities, man. From me looking at it, 
from an outward perspective, there's similarities. There's there's a journey. There's some places you guys came from. There's there's just different things to it. But um, yeah, man, I just uh, just wanted to ask that. I thought that'd be funny because we're, we're they're they're pulling from very small pond at right. times in casting guys. <laughs> right, it's a small but town. Now, but yeah. now, Carmen, the pool is huge. You know, um, the market for Latinos, Chicano, Mexicanos uh, is uh, is uh, they're writing a lot for us now, bro. They really are, you know, because they're seeing, at the end of the day, brother, it's about making feria, you know, making mm-hmm. money. Uh, and if there's money to be made, they're going to write about it. And it's finally, it's, I can actually say, because I get a lot of the scripts coming in and stuff, and uh, man, a lot of good stuff, come, a, lot of, a lot of stuff that's not good too, but at least right, sure. we're, you know. Right. Good. We're going to send Emilio some good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we will. Oh, yeah. Okay. But you know, I think with I'm glad to hear that the that the market's um, recognizing what has already always been the case. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Is that that the Chicanos uh, helped build this country and helped build the culture? That everything right. you see, right? Uh, half of what Stephen Iro is doing, I'm part American Indian, so I understand that aspect. But what Stephen and I are constantly working on is, you know, not just you know, making opportunities or whatever, but a showing where a lot of stuff that people, they don't know, it came from Chicanos or it came from, you know, Latin Americans or whatever. And it's always been the case. Right. Right. Right? And the thing thing is, the thing is that you have to make it like I I have, I send people, send me scripts and, you know, especially if it's a speed related, the thing is people, and I got to say it to people is that you got to get away from the calo, you know, the calo means the slang, the speech slang, because, Sometimes when I talk to my guys, I talk the way I talk. When I'm around my, my, like if I talk to Lucky on the side, I could say, I could speak to him the way I speak because he would understand every fucking word I say, you know, in Carlo, you know, in which slang, on the speech slang. But, but even nowadays, the youngsters, if I say a certain word, they don't know what the fucking word means. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so sometimes people may write a script and because they know what the word means, they put it through the whole damn script and people are in the audience are going, what the fuck did he say? Right. So I'm saying, just keep it organic, bro. So we all understand it. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, uh, some things are just let best better left out. Throw in a chale once in a while, or once in a while, but don't try to make the whole thing all slang, bro, because then people get confused. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Or it starts to become like a caricature of the actual thing itself. Exactly. You know, we don't. You know, you know, you gotta stay. I, I just, I just did two like that. Right. Recently, they sent me a script, and I said, you gotta cut that out right now, bro. And we're not going back to you know. That was 30 years ago, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, you don't know something, brother? I mean, let's get let's get honest here. Yeah. I want to talk about this because and I was going to put up a post, bro. So, yeah. there's no sh- there's no hiding this shit, man. Schumahan's a screenplay writer from UCLA Film School that me and Estevan have been developing content that developed TV shows. Film. We're, <laughs> we've got a lot on the line right now. And I was saying to Chumahan the other day, I was like, you know what? Since I've been a kid, I've watched media, whether it be the Partridge family, the Brady Bunch, the whatever it is, man. And I've been pitched the white guy, the white dude's perspective right, on what family should be like, what I should wear, what women are attractive, what is, you know, and, and I found myself as a young kid trying to fit into this mold right. and never really buying it and it never really resonating with and then go to movie theaters and see movies and it was like man I, I really I could never find myself in these characters and it, and then that grew into 
me kind of turning into who I am and then watching Hollywood try and portray my people or, you know, where I come from. And it is fucking ridiculous, bro. Like, I won't even... And 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 I don't know, bro. It's like somebody wanted the short money so badly that they went ahead and put on the clown suit and did some like, absolutely. And so now let me just say this, girls. Like at a point in time, as me, cartoon, and Estevan, the three of us were coming up in business. We were noticing all this. We're like, man, dude, it's like that ends up making us look cheesy, bro. Like they don't understand that that's fucking us all up. That shit's gay. That doesn't. That's not who I am. So I'm not going to support you know, that. And, and what happened is that. Uh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me dog out real quick. I mean, Steve, from an, an American Indian perspective, I can tell you right now that all the films for the last almost like 80 years have all been non-Indians playing Indians with fucking weird paint that's nothing. That has nothing to do with American Indians. You, you could get it way deeper than I can. I'm I mean, telling this you, is right. hundreds and hundreds of years. Oh, yeah. Ironized Cody and all this shit. Those guys are Italians. And I'm not saying nothing against the times. Right. I'm just saying they're not even Indian. So the only reason I brought this up, Milo, and the reason I said this right now is yeah. me, Chumahan, and a couple other guys got together and were like, you know what, bro? It ain't going to change unless we take control and start developing the content ourselves. Right. Bringing on the real people, telling real true stories of the struggles that we went through that people like us are going to understand, man, and resonate. And that's that's the whole reason, Emilio, like part, part, this show is part of that reason. This right. show is well, part the, of that reason. Yeah. Well, the thing is, this guy, is that you know what the thing was when I got in the game, the reason it worked out so good for me because the guys that were playing guys like us on the screen. They mm -hmm. fucking suck, bro. It was yeah. embarrassing. And, 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 I would, and it, when I would get hired, you know, I would do the audition that the way um, I thought they wanted to do it. I get the job, and once I got the highlight, bro, I say I'm not doing that. What do you mean I'm doing that? I go, I'm not doing that because that's not what we do. Right. Let me show you how it's done. And bro, when they work get around, like we got a real motherfucker here, I I never stop working because, bro, if you I want I don't want to mention names because I know I know everybody right. now right, right, in right. business. But I don't want to mention movies, but bro, fuck, bro, it was embarrassing, bro. Yes. If you acted like that in the street, bro, you get a backhand, homie. You know what I'm saying? You, you, we were never that big. Less was always more in the guy. You know what I'm saying, bro? And uh, it was just, too, it was just, it was embarrassing, homie. So then, what was good is that, that you know, the the arasa. And I, you know, I used to do a show, uh, whatever. But anyway, most of my um uh. My biggest fans were the people from the joint, bro. You know what I'm saying? They hold your fucking right. Finally, got something that throws it down the way it is, bro. The way it is, you're supposed to, the way it's supposed to, the way we live. And I and I took that my upbringing from the streets into everything I worked on, and and I was, and they would then I became like a, a consultant, you know, on my own whatever show I was working on. I said, no, this is how we do it, and they would listen, and they would fucking listen. They, they took heed what I was saying, mm -hmm. and it just got better and better over the years. You know what I'm saying? Right. And even when there was background, right? There'd be background, like the background, and they would be like, and I would go up to them, you know, with respect. I say, hey, bro, don't do that. Please do not do right, that. You right, know what right. I mean? Put too much that. on it. You know, I, 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 would, I, would, I would watch the whole scenery, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I would just say, just just, just go like that, bro. That's all it is. Because, you know, people will say action. They think they got to act. No, you just got to be. You know what I'm saying, bro? They start putting too much how, cheese all over it, huh? 
Yeah, bro. So I'll just tell him, just, just be, bro. Just do, give me one of these. Because you're being seen. If you're behind me, you're being seen, brother. So keep it real. And mm-hmm. I would change. And see, it was a trip because sometimes I'd be working on real chordos. And, and I would tell him, I go, is that what you're doing? The guy is ones? Is that what you do, Holmes? And I call it kind of like, I go, I go, I go, I go, I go, what would you do, Holmes? And they would go like that, go, that's all I need you to do, Kernan. Just keep it real. Because they always think, you know, and and, 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 and I would, and I would not say it in a bad, I would just say, you know, in a respectful way. Right. But just to make it look real, bro. You dig what I'm saying, Holmes? Dude, listen, let me tell you something. Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, if you're listening right now, okay. You just got some serious game on two fronts from Emilio. You may have to send money to not only Emilio, but to the Hard Luck Show for the information you just received. Because <laughs> I, about eight weeks, because not not only is he talking That's about- That's an eight-week course in right. like six seconds. Right. Not- and you know what, bro? And you know why? And you know what? And you know what? They will drag you on for eight weeks. Bro. I mean- Oh, yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? The master class. Uh, online master you know what, class bro? by it's everybody. Here for, it's here for the taking. Uh, it's yeah. here for the taking because- I'm not here to make nobody. I'm not here to make Fetty on nobody, homie. I'm, I'm already making a little bit of Fetty on myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm here to teach, to fucking, to show you so you can get there a little bit quicker, man. You know? Come All right. on. And then, so let me just kind of put a frame around it because it was a double lesson that he just laid out right mm-hmm. there. On the one end, he's laying out a lesson about capturing authenticity in, in the art form, right? He's saying, you know, you got to bring your own knowledge. You have to have somebody experienced in knowledge who will be able to kind of control what's going on in the set. If you got a bunch of blind fucking pilots, you ain't going to land the plane. Or scared pilots, you ain't going to land the plane. Right. Right, 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 right. The second part is he's saying, now, in your acting, the only reason why we're talking about it in this situation is just because this was the area. But his thing about you're not here to act, you're here to be, that could apply to a British production of The Mousetrap in London. To mm-hmm. a, a, a to, And the reason why I say that is because I read the book... Um, um, uh, what the fuck is that British? I can't remember that actor's name, but he's been in everything. He's a British fucking dude. Blame it on Rio all the way to Batman. Anyway, I, I'll think of it in a second, but he's a famous British guy. He said... John. No, he's okay. like a... He's... Fuck. Okay, Special K, intern, figure it out. Just sitting there listening to me rap. <laughs> God damn, we got to work Pull around him. Google, Google that, Google, yeah, Google yeah, that better, yeah, bro. We got to... <laughs> Jesus. Hey, but so anyway, that guy was saying that... When he got a big part, actually, in London on Agatha Christie's The Mousetrap, okay, and this was like 1960, he said that the, there was a director on there, and this director was a fucking ball buster of ball busters, a real British cocksucker. Right. Okay. He said every time he stepped, he would just walk onto the scene, and the director would yell, cut! And he would walk up to this actor and say, where in the script does it say for you to walk onto the scene? And he wouldn't explain anything else. And they did that 20 times, and it took like 21 times for that actor to realize, he's telling me I'm not announcing, I'm supposed to just be coming into the room, not step on the stage. Mm -hmm. I've been, my body language and everything I've been doing has been, look at me, I'm stepping on the stage. Right, right. Right, right. Emilio? And you're saying, these guys, go ahead. When we let all that shit go, you know, and you know, back in 95, I used to do this show called Bold and the Beautiful, right? And everybody was beautiful on the fucking show and (laughs) they put all these makeup in and everybody looks beautiful, right? (laughs) So, and, 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 you know, that's that's a long time ago and I was a lot younger than then. And and what happens, Cardinal, is, um, you know, I was always worried. I got the jawline. I had the cheap ones. I had all that. I was a good looking kid, right? And then, but not a kid, I was fucking 35, but still, anyway, so I was doing, I was doing my scenes 
and I would be sure that my fucking chin was up, right, homes? Because I want to look, I want to get that fucking jaw. I want to look female because everybody's so beautiful on the show, right? We know, check this out. So I got to tell you this, man. So I fucking, I remember I'm doing this scene with my sister on the show, and uh, and it came out so far, so whack, bro, because I was so worried about how I was going to look when I said these lines, right? Mm -hmm. And that day when I saw it, homes, I said, Fuck the way I look, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to be real, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. And right. once I let that go, that vanity go, I mean, of course you got to take care of yourself and shit. But I'm saying, um, my acting got so much better. You dig what I'm saying? Because yeah. you know, in real life, when we turn, we are, our, we get a double chin. We fucking got all this, you know. It's just life, homeboy. You know what I'm saying? It's not like we don't talk like this all the time. You know what the <laughs> fuck, bro? It's fucking be weird. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and once I let, and I learned, I'm glad I learned that in '95. And you know, I just, it, it, just be, just be. Just fucking be. That's all it is, you know? Right. And so how hard is it then to be when you um, are on the set with maybe one of your heroes and then there's also a bunch of, you know, production people walking around carrying fucking bowls of popcorn, whatever bullshit they do, and then cameras. (laughs) That's a great question. Yeah, how hard is it to be? Because sometimes you see... Right, like Joaquin Phoenix loses shit. Like they, th- that virus goes around, and and everyone watches him, and they go, "Hey, what's wrong with Joaquin Phoenix? I mean, the guy's fucking rich. He's getting laid. He's on everything." And then all of a sudden, he fucking snaps because somebody's moving lights in the back, right? You know. But the truth I snap, of that, bro, I snap ahead. on my own self. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, I've been doing this for almost thirty years now, and to this day, <laughs> I still get nervous, homeboy. And you know what? I hopefully I forever get nervous because that's my hood. That's my high. That's my fucking rush, homes. You know what I'm saying? I love, I love the butterfly. I get it every fucking time before they say action, right, homes? I fucking dig it. But you know, and I've been blessed to work with some of the biggest stars in Hollywood. But you know, I gotta tell you, man, because I've been a big admirer of uh, Eddie Olmos, you know, from back in from for a long time. So I saw right. him Zusu when I was 17, right? When I was 17. Check this out, homes. So when I'm 17, I heard they're doing a movie about a, a play about Cholos. I go, shit. Show you the real deal. So I went in all bonded out, man. To Zuzu? Zuzu at the Aquarius Theater. Right, yeah, yeah. I was 17 years old at the time. I went in there like, fucking. The reason I got in is because my ex father in law back in the day, he was, um, well, he was my father in law yet, you know, I was dating his, his daughter. He was a leader of Mecha at, at PCC, Pasadena City College. That's how we got those fucking feeding me tickets from my front, front row center, homeboy, right? So when I was there, I'm sitting down. I'm fucking mad. I was mad. I used to mad dog. I used to mad dog myself in the fucking mirror. I was fucking weirdo, right? So I, I'm in the fucking front row, homie. Like fuck these vatos. I want to. I want to fucking call them out, right? Homie? You want to jump on the stage out. and fight them? I, I was a fucking idiot, homie. Okay, and, and, uh, and they came out, bro, and they were fucking dancing and singing. And you know what, bro? I was fucking impressed, bro. I was like, I wanted to go on that stage, homie. I really wanted to go. I want to do that shit, right? It was, but I was. But I'm a tough guy, you know. That's the right. actors want me in my head. They're right. I'm the real deal. That kind of that fucking pride shit, right, homie? Uh, and then, uh, but Eddie almost blew me away as in Pachuco, right, homie? So all these years, then I, you know, I, I did my thing in the speech, and I saw Eddie doing his thing with life. Well, you know, feed me. He was helping the people and shit. I would always watch him. I'd be all fucked up. Where's that Pato right there? That Pato's doing good. That kind of shit, right? So all these years later, you know. Uh, I've worked on different things with him, but never with them. So just till last year, Holmes, last year, me and Eddie almost finally did a scene together, Holmes, after all these years, right? And uh, and you know what, Karnat, I got to tell you, I was nervous as fuck, Holmes. I really, I re- you know, it was like, because somebody I admired, you know, from afar for years, you know, and um, and we had met over the years, but this is the first time 
that we're going to bump heads, you know, and we're really bumping heads because I'm, I'm giving them a warning. Like, don't, don't, don't do this shit no more, right? So we do our thing. Are you guys ready? We did our thing. We did it three times. And we're, 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 we're trained. We're, we're seasoned actors. But we, they, we did it three times and we were done. And we did our thing and we hugged each other. And I said, bro, this fucking thing is 42 years in the making, bro. This fucking scene was 42 years in the fucking making. You know what I mean? What a fucking, it was fucking badass, homeboy. You know what I mean? Wow. So, you know, it's shit like that. I got so many Hollywood stories that, I, I just want. You wanna, never think what happened, and they happen. It's really weird. I just want to say. Shit? I want to say that that's one of the most beautiful stories I've ever heard, my friend. I mean, honestly, I got to tell you, man, that's a beautiful. I love that on so many levels because, on the one hand, you you know you could look at that and say that's destiny, You're right? Mm -hmm. Like really, and you know what, bro? We have the same birthday. Our birthdays are on the same day, Holmes. Mm, I saw that. <laughs> Right, yeah, it's crazy. And 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 you know, how, how am I gonna say this? And you know what? I know what it means. I maybe not in your situation, but I know what it means to see somebody up there doing something and having that pride go off in you, where you're like, "Man, fuck that! I could do." And then you work yourself up into a situation where now it's time to drop and chop. You fucking talk the exactly. big one. Here you are. Yeah, exactly. And you know what, bro? Last year, pre-COVID, uh, he got the Nosotros Life Lifetime Achievement Award. And guess who presented it to him, Holmes? This is about the right here. Yeah. That's beautiful. And, That's great. And, I, and I told that story I just told you right now. I told it on stage to 600 people, Loco. It was feeding. I love yeah. that. And then, and then you go back and you say, you know what? If you're going to live a life and you're going to experience it, that right there, <laughs> How, going through that whole process and then being able to give an award and being able to share that, that, that just on a personal level to me is satisfying. Like that, it, give, that, it, get, that, and give, at the time, and at the time, and I said, and I said, and, I, and I, when I was on stage presenting the award to him, I go, you know what? And uh, until last week, me and Eddie got to work together, the scene was 42 years in the making, you know, and people went fucking nuts, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the whole thing there is that don't quit, man. Don't ever don't quit, homeboy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, that's a powerful. So that's, you know, don't quit is a harder thing for people to understand, especially someone young. It's real hard to understand because sometimes, and we were just talking about this, Steve, last show, mm -hmm. not this last one, but the one where sometimes you start something and you get some kind of, challenge or fuck up something that happens and it starts to you could interpret that as oh i'm not meant to do this right you it's could, going off right. the tracks it's going off the tracks or right. you could read that same thing and be like no this is this is teaching me something to get me to the success i'm still going it's just going a different route i need to like exactly. allow Very it to go the different route that's right look you know what we all have different routes homeboy you know what i'm saying well when know. you look back when you look back at your life if you were to look back right now at your career, what you're talking about. If you were resigned that it was could only go one way, and this is how I'm going to make it, and no other way is going to work, well, then you wouldn't be sitting there. I mean, it right. usually lands on your lap or comes from a way that you didn't even have planned out. And right. um, very often is the straight line from A to B, the line that we travel. It's, it never works out like that, bro. It's a scribbly right. line. And then if you hang on and you stay, you don't get up, <laughs> you land there. And you're like, I don't even know how this happened. Right. Exactly. And no one believes you. And, and no, no one, one believes, believes you. Because you tell them exactly. You go, you know what? 
Like, I didn't plan all this, really. I mean, yeah, I wanted to get there, but the way it all happened, it was a fucking blah, blah, blah. And everyone thinks that you figured that out for 20 years ago. But I love, that's why I love history books. Yes! Because you see these people, and you read enough of these books and listen to enough stories. Dude, the best stories of these guys that lost everything. And you would have counted them out, and they just, like, dusted themselves off and just kept on going until it all cracks open for them. But there was, like, dark lost it all right i'm like wow dude i would have given up way back then these dudes kept on going again you know like 15 years ago i lost everything in a divorce that man come you know i started i started from scratch again homie it was a it was good that was already established you know what i'm saying uh so that kind of helped things out but uh but uh yeah you know you know you build up and all of a sudden boom everything is taken away from you you know and i gave you i gave everything away to start it over again but uh um but you keep but you already you already know how you did it so you right. keep on going. You can't, you can never quit, homie. You can never, you know, the thing is, bro, um, as many people that love me, I got just as many that hate me and I never want nobody to see me down, homie. And I, you know what? And, I, and you know what? And you won't see me. Even if I'm, I am down, I can't show that. That's one thing I can't leave, bro, is my pride, homie. And you know, my dad used to say, your fucking pride is going to kill you, man. And I go, well, then I'm going to die a proud man. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, at yeah, that, yeah. those times it was different things. The pride was a different thing. And now it's just a, you know, like on Instagram and stuff, I only post positive things all the time. Uh, and there's sometimes there's some things are not positive, but we all go through our own shit. So I don't have to post you so you can feel sorry for me because something's going on with you as well. You dig what I'm saying? So, you know, man, just just post a bunch of like, like, look, he puts up some posts. <laughs> we are chin checks people. You, you chin check people. Yeah, no, yeah. no. And sometimes and, so, and, and sometimes I, I read those and I go, oh, that, that's a real fuck. I, I, I sent you a, a, a message one time, but that's a great fucking post, brother. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I'm paying attention to all it, yours keep, too, though, Emilio. Keep it real, homie. You know what I'm saying? You do too, brother. I stay on you as well, man. Yeah, man. Shit. You know that. Sometimes, sometimes, even sometimes you put up some stuff. Sometimes I, I need to hear it too, bro. You know, uh, yeah. you know uh, it's a. Uh, a chin check for myself. Listen, brother, it's come good. on, bro. Let's let's get real right here. I'm posting that shit because that's what I need to hear. Just like I'm right, talking right. about Whoa, the shit that I need to hear. Boy. You know, it ain't very good. Yeah, you know what's man. up, dog. There you go. But there you um, go. hey, brother, man, Emilio, man, let, because I know that you have things. We're kind of moving into that um hour and a half zone. I want you to like just let some of my listeners know. Um, where we're at today what they might what are some things that they can look out for you in or find you all right like? brother thank you for that looks mm-hmm. you know um right now uh, if you can man march 16th uh my MC season three is coming back i gotta tell you man um uh they wrote some hey look you're gonna trip one boy you know because everything they wrote about is what we've been through in our lives mm-hmm. uh and then they brought the actors that can fucking bring the hurt there's gonna a lot of hurt a lot of pain um i'm so proud one boy i was there till two in the morning last night Mm. seen some fucked up shit anyway um that's coming out march 16th if you guys watch me you're gonna dig it uh i also have another show called family business on bet we just finished season three and then um next month when i'm done with uh mayans i go to another show called on my block uh season four uh that's a kid's show coming of age show that's the only show my son can watch only because the mother shit's too bad in it. right and uh right. yeah man and you know and i got a couple of things that on the works that i can't talk about because you know the ntas and shit mm-hmm. but man you know i want to thank you man uh listen to big lux man because you know um his his, his uh this, this is like one of the most realist uh podcasts where everybody goes deep into you know what i'm saying which is which is good i can't go so deep no more homie because like i said it bites me in the ass a little bit sure. you know and i gotta be through chat but um um 
Yeah, hey, thank you. I'm gonna keep listening to you, but I'm gonna keep reading your post, homeboy. And I appreciate you having me on. You guys were great. You got some great questions, man. You dig on. You had some great questions, man. Uh, Emilio, and that's, you, how, you, and that's how we learn together, bro. That's but right. Asking, we don't know. You know what I'm saying? These dude. When I told these guys, I had Emilio Rivera coming on. They didn't believe me. Right. He's like, you ain't going to get Come that. Come on, man. What are you saying? So, brother, I mean, for you to take your time, obviously you're very busy, man. We support you. Yeah. You, what you do, what you stand for, what you're about, this is an open-door invitation. You can always come on here, man. Use this platform to help promote. We will support you and we'll support your shows. And, brother, it's just an honor to have you on, man. I appreciate hey, you in my life, hey, thank man. Thank you for thinking about me, homeboy. Uh, you know, uh, the thing is, is uh, I, get, I get hit up by podcasts all the time. Like, once a day, I have a dip. Everyone wants me. The thing is, I was waiting. You know, I saw because I see your content and stuff, and I go, and I don't like to bother people neither. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm just it's just me. Right. So when you hit me up, see, I get so many messages on my mess down the messages. Sure. I saw your. I was scrolling up. I go, fuck, you fucking hit me up three days ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm thinking, I've been waiting for you to fucking hit me up because I'm not going to hit you up. Bro, you know what I'm saying? So you know. The Waladas, I hit you up and I say, you yeah, know, just do this, homeboy. You yeah, know? So, brother. But, so thank you for thinking about me. No, homie. man, thank Cartoon, you. Cartoon and Esteban and Big Left, I've known we go back, homie. You know what I mean? Not yeah. as back as you do, but we go back at least twenty years, homie. Yeah. You know, and they're solid, they're solid motherfuckers, homie. You know. Yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. Just like you, bro. So we got to stay connected and we keep on. We do this thing together, brother. That's how we I do look it. Forward, I look forward to it, Carnal. All right, listen, man. Thank you, thank you, Emilio. We're yeah, have a great on, weekend. Man. You guys have a great weekend. Great hey, meeting all of you, man. Hopefully, we can do it in person one day. Thank yes. you for your time. Thank you for letting us see some of your art and what you do and how you think uh, and how you approach what it is that you do. And yeah. uh, March 16th, right? March 16th. March yes, sir. 16th. Yes, sir. Everybody, a, tune everybody, tune in. Everybody, tune in. If not, we're going to have Big Lep show up and put you in a headlock. Yeah. You, you, don't, you don't want that because Big Lep is big. Okay? Yeah, yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> Mayans, all right? You guys, right, tune right in on. on the 16th. Um, big shout out to the Esteban Oreo, the Soul Assassins, the team over there, the Cookies team, Supermax, Vibes, and keep your eyes open for Hard to Kill and always listen to the Hard Luck Show on Mondays and Thursdays. Right Chuma. on. Uh, Chuma, I want to give a big shout out to Ovando Bowen, my law firm. We wear braids to court. You want to be represented by an Indian. I'm the man. That's it. Uh, and also, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Tigra, my daughter. Yes. I love her. Big Sean, shout out what to you got? Uh, I'm going to follow suit. Shout out to Koi. Yeah. My son. Yeah. Beautiful boy. And uh, that's it. Special Sean K. At, uh, Special K, what do you got? Say something. Uh, the Rizzo 28. I, I, yeah, I have nothing today. Okay, thank you. Yep. That was Oh, good. yeah. Then I got a shout chance, out. Your one chance. One chance you blew it. Hey, shout out to Vincent and Sophia Luciano oh. and Michael, my grandson. And just to follow yeah. up, though, Special K <laughs> did do great research. Michael Caine was the actor I was Michael talking Michael Caine. Badass, bro. I was going to say John Cleese. No, it was Michael Caine. Okay, yeah. wonderful. Michael Caine. Right. Hey, Emilio, have a great day, brother. And as we say about this time, adios, amigos, from the hard life. They watch Hey, if All you right. see Mr. Almost, tell him fucking Battlestar Galactica was the Later. shit. That's right. Yeah. Adios, Emilio. Take care, brother. Have a good one. Support for Hard Luck Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for you to check your own oil.
All right, just checking. All right, what do they say after that, Steve? What does it say right there? It says, <laughs> they obsess over all their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men nationwide. We have an exclusive offer for my listeners. We have exclusive offers for our listeners. Right. Our listeners. What? Yeah, Budhead805. Yep. Yeah, no one else can get this, Steve. It's Nobody only us. Only, H- only the Hard Luck Show is going to get these guys this kind of deal. It's 20% off. <laughs> huh? Plus free shipping with the code, the activation code. What's the activation code? HLS. There it is there. That's the activation code. You know, talking about that introduction actually excites me to go on to some talking points. What do you think about that? Oh. Do you have that same feeling? Like, hey, I want to do some talking points. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, for instance, what's one of the topic, talking points that comes up for you? Well, it's <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, do you use the lawnmower 3.0? I mean, you know what? It's a formulation from the perfect package, that that lawnmower 3.0 kit. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm not going to read this part. <laughs> Host to talk about the time when he's hurt his balls while trimming below the belt or a funny ball trimming story. How has Manscaped helped your confidence? I'm not going to talk about that part. But oh. you, know, you know what I am going to talk about? Uh. I'm going to talk about Sean's balls. Oh, blue eyes. The crop preserver? No. <laughs> oh, blue eyes, dude. Hey, crop preserver. <laughs> That's Special K's new name. <laughs> hey, hey, man, how about that anti-fucking hey, spe- chafing of the balls? <laughs> Sean had chafing of the balls once. He was walking down a road. Uh, remember when you got that, that ball hair knot, dude? Well, they, here they can hear... Manscaped can provide you with an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer so your balls can just slide around and never get chafed. You know what? It's like putting olive oil on your balls. <laughs> just spray a little bit of Pam, you know, like a little Pam on each. Yeah, a little on, cooking grease. On each flat. <laughs> just on each one of those ball wings. So I'm about stick. to get cooking. <laughs> Non-stick. Over easy. Non-stick. Over easy. That's how I like it. I slap you in the face <laughs> with my non-stick balls. You know what we should do? We should make Special K shave his nutsack with one of these things and come yeah. back and report about yeah. it. Yeah. Right? And we could set up like a little four-way little curtain with a towel <laughs> so that like while he's doing it, we can like get it all there like waist high. Right. And get what? Like this. We should record it. And film it. Yeah. yeah. It'll be like a- <laughs> Making all cut. sorts of fuck faces, right? And you know what we should do is, um, you know, get like a, uh, like one of those, like, like, like a packet of ketchup or something like that, and watch kind of just have like blood shoot up from the fucking thing or whatever. All right, look at some squibs on them, right? Squibs. That's exactly. I think that's what he actually has is a squib. Yeah. I think all he's got he is a squib. Like he had a couple squibs underneath <laughs> his shirt. <laughs> hmm. I just love looking at his face when he's trying to explain something. That's the best. I mean, anyway, listen. The point of the matter is, dude, this thing's got an LED light on it. Which is real important because sometimes you got to really be able to see when you get way down under there. Way like, down under there. Yeah, like uh, Big Timmy. Yeah. You know oh. how much trouble? Do you know how many shadows are under Timmy's balls? They need a fog light for Timmy. 
The LED light. Wow, <laughs> LED, big one. LED ain't going to cut it, bro. It's like one of them construction lights at the construction <laughs> sites that work nights. <laughs> it's like when you're working on a car and you got that, that light inside a little cage with a right, hook Right, yeah, on those it. are the ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he... He, can't even look at the light. Nah, it's like staring into an abyss. Right. Light doesn't even come out from underneath Big Tim's balls. Anyway. Well, I'm thankful. Uh, I'm thankful for the uh, the crop reviver, bro. You know, this product <laughs> along with uh, other products uh, really has really helped me out with my balls sweating, the smelling, the sticking. <laughs> Because <laughs> I just have such a problem with my balls smelling and sticking together. You know, I, I don't a, have that problem anymore. I, you know what? I know a guy that every day after he fucking <laughs> takes his his underwear off, he fucking gives it a good whiff. He, I think yeah. he likes his own smell. Just a, <laughs> a deep one. But this is going to cut all that right out. Just to keep you in check. Right. Keep yourself in check. <laughs> just an old eye. I got a snippet to keep myself in line every now and then like a dog. <laughs> That's an old eye opener. <laughs> Listen, you know what they did When I need a moment of clarity, I shove my hands down my pants. I'm not kidding you. He was an amateur boxer and he got knocked out. They didn't even put smelling salts. They just took his chonies and stuck it right in his face. Woke him right up, bro. All right, listen, they threw two in two free gifts into their perfect package, a pair of high-performance boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. I got a feeling that their target audience is guys with real stanky nads, mm. like serious fucking funky junk dudes, right? Funky junk. Right. Trim that junk of yours, 20% off free shipping with a code HLS, Manscaped. Your balls will thank you, right? So were your chonies, 20% off. That's it. That's the commercial. Manscaped. That's it. Listen, if you want us to get paid and keep doing what we're doing, I don't give a shit. Go on their goddamn website and buy some shit from Manscaped. They supported the show back when there was no McDonald's commercials, back when there was none of that NBC Peacock shit, no orange bike. And you know what? At least Manscaped's got the fucking brass ones to let us fucking run our own goddamn commercial instead of having some fucking loser singing yeah, about an orange man. bike, right? And you people out there, my listeners, tell some people. Tell your friends about the show. If you want us to keep on going, we need your support. It's up oh, to each and every listener to get out there, man. Tell your friends about this show. We need the support. You want us to keep going. Dude, we didn't even talk about the fucking, that agent dude, Kevin Smith's agent that we talked to who gave us this few pointers and how we were thinking about it. We got to do that. All right. Anyway, listen. Manscaped, motherfucker. Manscaped.